hello, my let's keep it real people. Man, oh man, I love doing things for the first time. And this is the first time ever that I'm going to do something for you. So I recorded with my good friend, Shari Botlin, a Positive Bitch Power Lady podcast. And I normally do podcasts on Positive Bitch Lady that are a little shorter and really are homing in just on one. But after our wonderful, wonderful encounter, I realized this should have been a let's keep it real. I mean, men and women will both really enjoy that. Shari has been a good friend for many, many years. I think I met her in 1996. So right there, it's rare that I have a guest on that I've known forever. So we had a great rapport. Also, she's the therapist who deals mostly with patients who are coming in from some sort of trauma. But I asked her to come on and have some laughs and have a good time and do something special for all those people out there that are dealing with everyday anxiety, stress, normal little bitty bits of trauma, uh, anger, frustration, and different things that they can do while dealing with different types of quarantine going on. We talked about everything from online dating to how to do the happy dance around the house. It was really cool and it was really great. So I hope you enjoy it. If you hear me talking about welcome positive bitch lady, it's because we originally recorded it for that. But I feel it's my prerogative to change my mind. And I know you're going to be Sandy. I am so glad you did it. Also, with my 100th episode coming up in a few weeks, I'm even more motivated to say, please subscribe to my podcast, either one of them, if you like them. I really appreciate it. This is my main goal now. I am going to inspire people all over the world with laughter and little tidbits they can put in their everyday life that will make a huge impact, spread some joy. And I just want to reach millions everywhere everywhere and have a blast with it so subscribe make sure you like you share and write a review i it will only take you a few minutes something i think i should have been asking for the past few years and just don't but i'm really proud of the show it's a world i want to live in and i love my guest so spread the word and also if you want to be a guest or you know somebody who you think would be an awesome guest just please write in you can send it to questions at sandyjoyweston.com. Enjoy the show. This is Let's Keep It Real with Sandy Joy Weston, your weekly dose of positivity with awesome stories and guests from all over the world. It's an opportunity to learn some great new things and expand your mind. We'll tackle topics from all areas of life, and as always with Sandy, the sky's the limit. Well, hello, hello. How are my power ladies? Well, this is really funny because normally I have people on that I really don't know that well. Sometimes I've never even talked to them before the event. But today I want to tell you 
about this young lady. It's crazy how long we've been pals and how long I've known her. I don't even know. It's probably a thousand years. But let me tell you about her. Shari Bachman. Now, this is all her professional stuff, which we usually don't chat about. So this is going to be cool. Shari, LCSW. I have to ask her about that lady later because I thought it was like LGBT, but I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's something to do with uh, being a counselor or therapist. She's laughing. Don't talk yet. All right. <laughs> Which I'm all good with. Has been counseling survivors of all types of abuse in her Cherry Hill, New Jersey, private practice for over 23 years. Woo, woo. Her second book, Thriving After Trauma, Stories of Living and Healing deals with overcoming physical and sexual abuse. Very lighthearted reading, as you can see. War-related injury, lost student illness or natural disasters, and life-altering medical issues. Oof, heavy stuff, Shari. Shari has given commentary on a variety of international media outlets on breaking stories related to trauma. Shari, did you like the opening? I was like, how are you? I was like, what? what is LCSW? <laughs> Do you want me to tell you? Yeah, I want to know what so, it is. So LCSW stands for Licensed Clinical Social Worker. It's oh. my credential. Okay. Hey, it's all good to me. You know me. But I was laughing because you know how she knows me. I have my stuff. Like, like I'm like, oh, God, what initial are they now? A, B, C, A, D, 1, A, 3. Like, I don't like labels, right, Shara? So I always joke about it, you know. So, anywho, Shara. We're going to take a little turn here. Are you going? To, you ready to go with the flow here? I can't wait. All right. So, Shari deals with some serious crap, right? Really serious stuff. No wonder she works out so much. And what we're going to do today, though, is because this is like laughter, give you some tips for everyday people dealing. You know, we got our own everyday traumas, but we're going to take a step back, and Shari and I are going to talk about different things and different tips for. Any type of situation that you're, de you're dealing with frustration, angry, anxiety, you know, you feel like you're depressed, like, you know, not the real serious stuff. How do you take what all her knowledge is? Because you can, you can, and apply it to everyday things. But before we do that, Shari, I start my show by asking everyone if you were going to pick a word that you feel embodied you for the last 30 days, not 30 days moving forward. Now, I know people said, you know, they felt joy, they felt love, they felt anger, they felt passion, they felt fear. But what word, if you're going to be authentic with us, do you think dominated how you felt in the past 30 days? I'm going to say feisty. Feisty. Ooh. Shari, yep. we haven't had that word lately. Feisty. All right, explain why feisty. Feisty because in this time of things sort of being hectic and uncertain and at times totally boring, I'm finding ways to have fun and step out of my box. I notice that I'm thinking differently about relationships and I'm picturing things from my life now that I really never pictured before. Mm. And I say feisty because I'm having a shitload of fun in it. Um, rather than getting nervous or anxious about these different goals I'm setting, I'm 
really just having so much fun in it and having I'm enjoying talking about it and I have a lot of energy behind it. Ooh, I like that. All right, people. Feisty. That's an that's a word we haven't I don't even know if we've ever had it on the show. So feisty. Now Shar, we have a challenge for you. Uh-oh. This week. Oh no. <laughs> what do you this week is the my first week of this. So you're my first and it's recorded, so you know, you don't know when it comes out, but we're starting it. It's called the No Three C Week. <laughs> I might make it the No Three C month. You never know with me. But you know, Sherry knows me so well. She knows, okay, this is not so far for Weston to do. No. I am someone who gets all that's going on in the world, good, bad, and ugly. You, and you can't get away from it. People always say, Sandy, you wear rose-colored glasses. Maybe. But I am more than aware, because I talk to people all day long. And even if I don't want to listen to the news, my husband does. I mean, I can't help, no matter where we are, what year, knowing what goes on. But for what I do for a living, I want to take things and get people for that little bit of time I have them and shift their brain to think about anything else with highlighting some ways and tips to deal with issues. Sometimes we laugh the whole time, sometimes we laugh and we cry, but that's my piece of the world. So after being in this environment, I am doing the no see thing. So here's the thing. Shari knows what I mean by the big C, and that's a whole nother story. So we're not talking about, oh, did you hear so-and-so has the big C? That's before quarantine, right? So there's that. I used to call it the blue ribbon, the pink ribbon. We got a green ribbon going on. All right, so that's that, Shari. The second thing is, well, I never see the other female C word. So we just threw that in there. So you're going to have to avoid that today, okay? I think you could be up for that, right? Totally. And the third one is what's going on. We don't say that C. So that's just for now. So this show, we can't say any of those three C's. I think that'll be easy. Okay, cool. All right. Now, let's move forward. Shari and I met at my gym, my first gym. And I forget what year. Was it 93, 94, Shar? So it's 2020. Um I would say around 1990, because I moved out to PA. So it was 1996 or 97. Oh, yeah. I opened the gym in 93. So I knew it was soon after that, but I guess it was a little bit after that. I was still, in 93, I had just graduated from college. um, And then I knew about your gym for a couple years, saw you on air, thought you were totally crazy, insane. And then uh, one of my friends um that i grew up with i had heard she was at your gym and she said you should you need to go try this woman's class she's totally crazy you're gonna love it and then that so it was probably yeah 96 that's a long time now long long 96 that's 24 years shari loves to dance so i used to teach a lot of classes everything but we also had a lot of fun dancing didn't we yep do you still take dance classes or are you doing it virtually? What are you doing? So I was right before the the gym wasn't open. I was taking this crazy cardio blast, cardio funk class. And that was actually the first time I had done a dance-like class it, probably since I stopped taking your classes. So oh. for a good 10 years, there weren't really any classes that appealed to me. 
after I, after I stopped taking your class, I just started doing other things. And then I had been looking through the window, watching this woman teach this class and was like, I need to try that. So I did, I did do it for a little bit. The, the issue I had was, um, I loved it and I went bananas in it, but then I would wake up the next day and be like, uh, well, this hurts now and this hurts now and that hurts and um, dude you're going to be 50 soon so you might want to just stick with doing what you're doing in your house I mean I <laughs> totally loved it but I didn't love that I felt like then I couldn't do any classes yeah. so I just decided yeah. I'm going to just dance on my bike or I'm going to just dance through my house but my my passion for dance and my feelings about it are still the same yeah yeah and I I agree Dance, I think, has saved both our lives through a lot of difficult stuff, and you feel so free. And now I tell people, <laughs> you just see, Shara, you would crack up. I'll have some serious doctor, you know, and we're talking about, you know, neuroscience, and it'll get so serious that I'll say in the middle of the podcast, time for a dance party, doc. <laughs> and he goes, what the? I'm like, ooh, we got to have a dance party. Matter of fact, sure. I think I should get something that in the middle, can I do that in the middle of my podcast goes dance party and then rah, 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 rah. like if people start going down a difficult road, could I do that? You totally could. And I'm I, sure there's a way. I don't know how, but I'm sure there's a way. I you dare know? you. I say go for it because people need that right now. I think it's great. Yeah. And I, and I just do, I will get up if I've been at so first I loved, loved zooms and all that stuff, but then sometimes it's too much. Mm-hmm. I just need to get up and dance and move around. So, yep. all right. All right. So before you come on, I always reach out to my guests and my listeners for some questions they have for you. So the first question for you, Shari is, all right, ask Ms. This young man said, Shari, after dealing with clients all day long, she must get stressed. What does she do to release it, number one? And number two, what does she do not to take it on? Ooh, this is a, a good, good question. question. That's a good question. And we never say the real name, so we're going to call him Billy Bob. I love it, Billy Bob. Um, that's what I'm going to name my next kid in my next life. Yeah, Billy it's Bob. Such, such a good question. People ask me all the time. Um, so there's two parts to the question. So the first part is, um, what do I do at the end of the day to release some of my stress? Yeah. So what I do these days is I try and shift gears. So I kind of give myself a few minutes to just sit and be with whatever thoughts I'm having. And then I go down the hall and I see my nine and a half year old, you know, grinding as he would call it talking to all his friends on his PlayStation and I just sort of get my mind back into the role of being a parent and I say to myself I focus on not the stresses of the day or the things that were upsetting but I focus on the the small victories and that's one of the things I love about my job is that I find that there are many victories in therapy that I can experience with somebody so I usually tend to focus on that in terms of getting it out of my system and and trying to separate. I mean, often I will do things like take a class. Sometimes I'll get in my car between like five and seven because I know that they're playing dance mixes on Power 99 FM. So I kind of see. Yeah. And now I grab my nine and a half year old because I want to get him away from the, the TV and stuff. And I say, come on, we're going to go for a ride. 
and I just sort of sit in my car and I talk to myself and I focus on all the great things that are going on around me and I focus on all the the happy sort of hopeful things that I see for other people. So I don't often, even though I'm talking to people with some really heavy duty stuff, I usually don't feel stress at the end of the day. I feel maybe sad or mad, but more like I feel more hopeful. hopeful. And I, feel, I was going to say that. I just wrote hopeful. Yeah. Big. Huge yeah. hope. And people don't understand that when they think of working through different types of trauma. They think it's depressing and how do you do that all day? It must be so draining. When people are owning their experiences and talking about, you know, what they want to change, I don't find that depressing. I find that to Ooh, be empowering. Good point, Cher. Good point. You're right. Because if they're there, they're ready. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, most of the people, are they have elected. They're not forced, right? Nobody's it's not like they're parents are forcing them or whatever. I mean occasionally I have worked with teenagers whose parents say you have to go to therapy and they'll sit in my office with their you know their hands crossed or their arms crossed and they mm -hmm. won't talk but I find that experience also I I, I get it like who, what teenager wants to sit and talk to some lady that she doesn't or he doesn't even know I don't take that personally and I just I can relate to that feeling so even when that happens but usually, yes, people are coming to see me because they want something to change in their life for the better. Yep. yep. Occasionally, people will come in and just sort of act out all of their um, anger and sadness and sort of try and take it out on me. And I find that to be difficult and that can be upsetting. So in those situations, I just reach out to colleagues and I get support and I just learn how to understand this is not about me this is about whatever he or she is going through and I respect where people are at in, in the moment um but that's probably the hardest part of my job yeah absolutely so on the days did you ever have a day where somebody came in and this is the next question and you thought hmm why are they here they seem like they have it all together like it doesn't seem like that big of a deal did you ever think that privately or they're all pretty much like, I'm so glad you're here. That's a good question, too, because honestly, often I don't know half of what the person's doing in my office until I've known them for six months or a year. Ooh. So I sort of experience. Wow. Yeah, that's actually really common because when somebody goes into therapy and they've had violations of trust, they're not going to just come in to sh sit with Sherry Botlin and all of a sudden open up and... Good point. Yeah. yeah. So I say to myself, I don't really know if I understand why this person is here, but there's I can usually pick up on feelings or I can sense if somebody's in pain, even if they're not talking about it. And I'm just very patient and open and understand that that's just part of the process. So it's actually pretty common to Ooh. not really know why somebody's in therapy and if if somebody out there is listening right now and they're having that experience where they know they need to go but then they get there and they don't know why they're there or what I to would, say right you know what i would say just keep going especially if you feel connected and you feel like i want to go you'll at some point open you'll open the door you'll unguard yourself and you just have to be ready and if you're not ready when you sit with somebody that you're doing therapy with in the beginning that is absolutely fine you know sure i was on the phone Ugh, you know me i go to all these places where teens work 
And my son always says, oh, my God, Mom, just don't say hello. Don't even say, I'm like, how can I not say hello? Because my personality, people open up to me and start telling me things. I, it's been that way my whole life, and I wouldn't change it for the world. But one of these teens were saying to me, he was so cool. You know, he's going off to college, and I think he's going to uh, somewhere in New York City. And he said, you know, Sandy, I think everybody should talk to somebody a minimum of once a week. I go, I agree. That's great. Like, you know, some people have best friends. And he, he didn't say like he had an issue, but he said, I think it's important to have support and reach out to somebody that's not your friends and not your family, you know, just in general. I don't know how you think of that. I absolutely agree. And I know there can be stigma around like getting help and seeing a therapist but I feel like not anymore you think so not I think it's so much different now I mean when I first started in the work there was still stigma especially with the younger oh absolutely but now the teenagers joke they say well my best friend goes to therapy on Tuesdays and my boyfriend goes to therapy on Fridays and I see you on Mondays I think that it's so important to be able to talk to somebody who you don't have all that. Um, I'm trying to think of the way you would describe that. But when you love somebody, when it's your parent, when it's your friend, when it's your boyfriend, sometimes you just can't open up and share the way you would with somebody who's sort of a neutral, non-judging force. Yep. And I yep. think to be able to bounce things off of somebody who isn't emotionally involved in your life you're more likely to get honest feedback. And first of all, the people coming <laughs> into your life that are your family and friends, even if they totally love you, right? I call it well-meaning. It doesn't mean the advice is good. You know? right? That's the other thing. They're not, Just- they're not an expert. And they're also invested in it. They're personally invested in it. Right. They can't, how do you say I can remove myself? You know, it's just maybe, now maybe... You could have a best friend that is that way, but still they're not, you know, a specialist. Right. Like exactly. And even for someone like myself who does therapy, when I talk to like my friends, when I'm a parent, it's not the same. I can give advice about, well, when you're having trouble with your friend or your husband or your kid, maybe you might want to try this. When I'm in it, I can't do that. And I'm a therapist. I I can't do that because I'm too close to the situation. Absolutely. I just was on the phone the other day with someone who is a phenomenal mentor and she's a great uh, psychiatrist too. And she said, yeah, (laughs) Sandy, I have to be honest with you. I can help everybody but myself. And I started laughing and she was saying, sometimes I feel like, I don't know if you heard people say this, the imposter imposter syndrome yep. syndrome and I said you know that's not true because with all your stuff maybe you haven't quite figured it out yet and I think she's in her 60s but you're helping a lot of people I don't think it has anything to do with it you know I don't know how you feel about that but there might be people that really don't have their stuff together but they're trying you know they're right. trying and yet they can help a lot of people right and some people land in the field uh, we some people will, will refer to it as wounded healers. What what can happen is you can be doing two things at the same time. Earlier in my in my work as a therapist, there had there was so much I hadn't confronted yet. 
So what I was doing was I was working towards speaking about my own stuff as I was talking to other people. I didn't know it at the time. I had no idea. But I say to myself, as you sit with patients year after year, you're continuing to work on yourself at the same time. Absolutely. Yep. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I used to feel kind of like a fraud, like that imposter syndrome thing. Like, who am I to sit here and help these, this person and that person if I can't even X, Y, and Z? I don't feel that way anymore. Uh, Good for you. No. It's ridiculous. Listen, when you get all your shit together, you know, and you have it like, woohoo, I've arrived. That's when you're going to the next pearly gates, which hopefully is when you're really old. All right. So. Here's the deal, Shar. I have a question about dating virtually. Love it. Love it. This young lady is going insane. She says, Sandy, seriously, man. This is what she says. Seriously, man. I'm going insane. I almost want to see a therapist about dating, which I was cracking up. But she's like, and this is not your expertise, but she did say, do you think it's a healthy thing to date online right now? There you go. That's a great question. You know what? It's really the only way to date. And I think, yeah, of course it's healthy. Right now, we need to really stay connected to people. And we don't want to feel like if we can't do certain things, that means that we can't have what we want in our life or we can't go out and look for it. I have been talking to a lot of different people who through earlier back when we were home a lot, were going online and doing FaceTime dates. All these crazy things that I think are great, like setting up, going online and meeting people and then talking on the phone and then realizing, I think I would want to meet this person. So they're setting up what they call FaceTime dates. And then when they feel comfortable, oh, no, I love this. And then once you feel comfortable, what you can do now, because the weather's great, is you can meet somebody in person at a park. You can meet somebody at a coffee shop and sit, you know, across the table from each other or across the sidewalk, whatever you need to do to feel comfortable. So I think if you want something right now, it's healthy to go after it. And you're certainly not putting yourself at any risk. And I don't, I don't think at this time there's a less there. It's less connected to meet somebody on a video than to sit in the room with them. If you can see somebody's face at this point and have a direct conversation, I think you're going to, if it's a good conversation, I think you will get a sense of that person. I I think people are actually getting to know people more because of this and they're not wasting, not wasting. That wasn't the right word, but maybe it's wasting. You don't have to go out and go, ugh, right? You get to do it at home, you know, a few times before you actually meet in person. And you can see more about people. I, I can see that like when I'm on video with friends or patients, I'm now seeing things about their life that I didn't see before. I'm meeting their kids. <laughs> I'm true. seeing their pets. I mean, sometimes I'm in session and my one cat just comes flying across my screen. Well, now everybody knows I have a cat. And I, I mean, I think it's great. I can see how some people's bedrooms are a, a total mess. And, you know, we joke about it. And they and they also see more about me. So if you're – this is the other thing. If you're wanting to get a sense of a person – and you're meeting them online, you can actually see more about their life now than if you meet them at a bar for the first time. Good point. Yep. And you can have happy hour too. I mean, people bring their wine or you can have, you know, whatever you want, your beer. 
I've when, had so many happy hours on Zoom with friends. When I when it was like maybe the, the the third week in March, it was right when we were home. I went on um on NBC and I talked to the NBC doctor, Dr. John Torres. He's the one that's been talking a lot about the medical pieces of, of what's going on right now. And he actually asked me about the dating thing. And when I started talking to him about how you can set up FaceTime dates and you can have a happy hour, he nearly lost his mind. Like he was cracking up because I think at that point, you know, we were, we We were thinking that way. Right. Right. Like, and Oh wow. You know, you actually could. And I'm thinking as I'm sitting on that thing with him, I wish I could go out with him. Cause he is so cute. This dude is so cute. He's so my type. Um, and I just think it's fun. I mean, I think it's great. You're like, able- wait, wait, is he married or single? Well, unfortunately he's married because I did text the producer after <laughs> I said, what is up with this doctor? It was actually quite distracting because I'm right. not usually thinking about what somebody looks like when I'm talking right, on right. air, but the dude's really cute. And Oh, it, it, that's so cute. But it's so funny. Sweet. He was like, oh, you can do that? Well, he doesn't know. He's married. He's been out of the game forever. He, you know? he was just like sort of stumped by it. And I think in March, nobody was really – now people have thought of these things and people are talking about it. Not, people weren't thinking about all this stuff then because we just – we didn't have a long enough time to be in this way of living to know. Yeah. yeah. But I tell that person who wrote that question, go you go out it. and you meet yourself, whatever you're looking for. And yes, absolutely. It's healthy and it's wonderful. You you know what? Yeah. I have to tell the listeners and share. Maybe I don't know if you know the name of it, but I'm, I'm writing a note because I'm not that familiar. I know it starts with an R, but there's some kind of app that you can go to a, like a cocktail party or have an event for lots of people. Like, let's just say 100 people. Like you could have a birthday party. And I don't know if you heard of this. And then you have, what do they call it? Your avatar. You have your... <laughs> You have your avatar that yeah. you create. Listen to this thing. I, if anybody knows about this, you have to let us know. You, you create an avatar for you, and then you go into the party, and if you walk up to someone, like like you go up to the bar area and you want to chat, then your face comes on Zoom, just like Zoom. Then you then it's you, and you can – isn't that freaking awesome? Well, I want to go. What is this? All right, we're going to look it up because I know it starts. My friends were telling me that somebody had turned, I don't know, somebody was turning 60, whatever, and she works uh, for the orchestra. And, of course, they couldn't have a big, huge party. But there is this app, just like, you know, there's Zoom out there and Skype and all this stuff. And she created this party. And the way she decorated it, that you, you know, it's, it's like a game, you know, and you're like a game piece on it like minecraft like you know your character and you walk around and you see the the your name this is the craziest thing is above the the character and then if you wanted to go up to whomever there could be three or four people as soon as you get within a certain distance your face pops on and you can have a conversation is that the coolest thing ever oh my gosh i want to go will you please let me know i will or or we'll look it up and we'll attach it because there probably are now that was for a specific private party, but I'm sure there's events like that people are hosting. And if not, Shari, we're doing it for singles because we could corner the market. We could make millions. <laughs> well, just so you know, so I don't know if you heard about this, but there have been I did get an evite for this. There was a singles outdoor boot camp. It was mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. So what it was was a class, a workout class, and then the next hour was um so, <laughs> this I thought this was hysterical, but socially distant socializing. 
for the okay. next hour. And it was meant for singles. I love that. Yeah, yep. they do. I know they have singles gop and singles that, but this to me is taking a bad situation and making it phenomenal. Like all the things that have been created during this time, the opportunities. I mean, how fascinating they, I mean, this was for, like I said, a birthday party or retirement party, but the fact I'm sure it is, I mean, I wish I could create it, that there is stuff out there for singles, but can you imagine? And no one sees you right? because unless you want them to, because you're just an avatar, you created your own little thing. You dressed yourself up. I love it until you get, X, like you walk up X amount of inches. Oh my God. So the guy that was his birthday was sitting at the bar and people would take turns coming up to him and chatting with him. Anywho, I love it. It's another great thing. All right, Sharon, let's yeah. talk about you wake up in the morning, right? And it's not your normal routine. And everybody's saying, have a routine, have a routine, whatever it is. Make sure you get up, you make coffee, whatever you do, make your tea. And you're starting to have those racing, crazy, oh, crap, anxiety thoughts about anything. Let's just talk about even five years ago or five years in the future. What do you do? What is one of your methods? So what I say to people is when you start going to that place where you feel like all of your thoughts are sort of whirling around in your mind and that worry and fear comes in, you just try to, you plant your feet on your, on the ground and you, you ask yourself, which things do I want to focus on right now? Is this about stuff that's going on in my life today? Is this more future or past worry? And, and what I say is only try to focus on what's going on in that day. Pick one thing that you're ruminating over and try and make a space to reassure yourself or comfort yourself that what you're feeling about the situation now will not last forever. And if you need to write stuff down, sometimes writing stuff down, kind of like, well, how do I want to handle this? That can be very helpful. The other thing I think that is important is that when you wake up in the morning right now and you don't necessarily have a place to go, you're more likely to feel more anxious and you're more likely to have thoughts running around and you're more likely to just feel unmotivated and kind of physically more sort of slow and heavy. So I think the other thing to do is if you can't find the words, if you can't kind of describe or write down or figure out what's about today, what's about next year, that's when I would say do something physically active to try and calm that part of your nervous system that doesn't have words. So I might at that point say that's when you want to go for the bike ride or the yoga class or the hike, doing something to kind of just get some of those Mm. physical sensations to calm down because the physical feelings associated with anxiety is part of what makes people go into panic mode or overload or become stuck and just sort of like in their bed when they get really depressed. So, and I think sometimes too, if you feel like I am so worried right now, I feel so anxious right now and I don't know what to do. The other thing you can do is if you need to just call somebody or tell your husband or talk to your best friend, just know that. Or your cat or dog. Or your, or your, or the trees. Cause I know you like the trees. Um, which Andrew and I do now, by the way, sometimes. So I, I would say it's, if you need to say something to somebody so that you can also have somebody say back to you, I have days like that too. Because Everyone I, does. Everybody you, has. You'd have to be a robot. Right, right. And, and 
you know what? Also to just remind yourself when you feel anxious, that's a feeling, right? A feeling doesn't last forever. So to have somebody say back to you or to say to yourself, this is what I'm feeling right now, but I'm not going to feel like this for the rest of my life. I'm not going to feel like this for the rest of the week to just sort of remember that, you know, you can have periods where things kind of fester and then boil up and over and the lid is popping out off of the, off of the pot and you feel like I just can't do this anymore. Well, pay attention to that feeling and recognize that it is a feeling and it probably means that you just need to be dealing with something that maybe you haven't been dealing with directly. It might mean that you need to say something to somebody or you may, you may need to make like a change in something, but that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's funny. I don't think about this. I just do things to make myself better, but sometimes I don't think it through and you're sitting here and you're saying what to do. And I was doing that when I'm, so, I'm such a social person. You know that, Jerry. I mean, I need to be out, about, la, la, la. Like, we're talking extrovert, max, a feed-off energy, completely opposite than my family. So when I wasn't going anywhere, I would get up in the morning. Besides, you know, I do my writing. I do my journal. I do a little meditation, blah, 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 words. But first thing I would do is make my coffee. And then I would go outside and water the plants. It's the first thing I do in the morning and it clears my head right up. I just need to be in a different environment. So for me, taking that hour in the morning, I go out and tend to all my plants. Even if it's raining shower, I'll go on my front porch and tend to them. Yep. I need to get outside and just move and water and see life. And I didn't even realize that, but that's probably why I was doing it. I just needed a change in atmosphere from being inside the house. Well, and I think it's super important right now, especially because people are home so much to really like constantly be moving around their environment and being able to connect with things that are outside of our homes because it can be very soothing and calming. It's kind of like you probably didn't know this when you were doing it, but in a way, you're nurturing yourself by going out there and, and watering the plants. Yeah, I wasn't thinking of it. I just knew it make me smile. Right. Know? That's it. But I didn't not I wasn't even thinking that that's what I do. And now when you're talking about I'm like holy moly, I was just doing it, you know? Yep. Now one of the things but I do, you know, besides a lot of stuff you mentioned, I always say to myself in the morning, <laughs> I got this from years ago. I ask myself what I need. That's what I do. I say, what do I need today? What do you need right now? And when I started doing that months ago, that's when I start even more so. You know how I love my flowers, but I planted a garden. So I go out, and now, for the first time in years, I'm, like, getting my own tomatoes, my own cu- cucumbers, my peppers. By the way, I have stuff for a salad, Jerry. So much stuff. Oh. But it, it's another thing that makes me feel good. Yeah. You know, being out there in the freaking garden and going, oh, look at it. I take pictures of a cucumber or a zucchini and people are like, why are you posting that? I grew that. That's why. Yeah, no, that's like something to be proud of. And here's the thing. I think it's great to be able to wake up in the morning and say, what do I need? The one thing I'm going to say is if you do, if you can't answer the question, if I ask myself, what do I need? And my answer is, I'm not really sure. That's when you want to just try and do those different things that have worked for you before. You've identified the need, which is great, but sometimes we can't, we don't know. So this is what I would say, right? So I would say, you know what you need. 
Right. So then you know what I would do? I would maybe think of five different things that I've done before that has helped. And I'll say to myself, try these different things and see what works best. Ooh, that's good because you're right. Some people would say, I don't know what I need. That, that's part of the problem. When people get like really anxious or upset or depressed, that's one of the most common thing, uh, issues people report. When I'll say, well, what do you need? How can you best take care of yourself or what do you think you need at that moment? Well, if I knew that, Sherry, why the fuck would I be talking to you right now? <laughs> a lot of people, they don't know. They just don't know. So right, that's right. why you have to be open to sort of trial and error. I mean, at this point, I think I've been able to identify. I know when I wake up in the morning, I need to do something active because if I don't, if I don't get on my Peloton or turn on a video or run around the block, yeah. I will start to feel heavy and I will start to feel sluggish yeah. and I will start to feel sad. So I've just decided that that's how I make my schedule. Yeah. And I've been doing it for 25 years now. I mean, I used to go to work after I would take your class. I would schedule my life around my physical activity because I know and I knew that I can't be sedentary yeah. at the start of the day. I can't do that because then I'm not going to be able to make it through the day. I'm going to get too overloaded with those sort of negative um, feelings that I have to work on managing as I go through my life. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, most people are that way. They feel so much better if they work out in the morning. For me, Doing the gardening stuff first thing in the morning is great. And I need to work out at the end of my day. Mm -hmm. It's when, it, I, I mean, even, <laughs> you would probably crack up because sometimes I've been caught in thunderstorms. I need to go on my bike, even just for a short period of time, mm -hmm. to clear my head before dinner. Like, yep. it's, it just makes me feel better. Now, there are times I use my bike upstairs, but if I can at least get out there, it's the thing I do because it clears me from my day. That's what and, I do. Yeah, and here's the thing, that person in the beginning that you asked about, like how do you manage your stress? So for some people, this is what I hear you saying, being able to do something physical and something active at the end of the day is sort of what works for me at the beginning of the day. It's the yeah. way, it's the time of the day that you're dedicating to releasing some of those you know, sort of the tension and the conflict and the stress. So I think, again, it's great that you know, you yep. so you know, you've identified that. And you, this is the thing you want to stick to that. You don't want to start changing things up thinking, well, maybe I should try something different. Listen, if you if you have found what works for you, you need to stick with it. That's exactly right. When people say, no, 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 you have to eat at this time. No, no, no. You have to work Oh, come on, people. Everyone has a different alarm clock, right? Everyone has a different... Some people wake up in the morning and they're chippy, 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 and they're happy and they feel great to start their day and it builds up for them. Other people, you know, wake up like, oh my God. So you have to know you. Yep. And you have to honor it and just know that what works for you is, is what it is. You don't need yeah. to change it or yeah. worry about what other people think. Yeah. And here's another point that... I'm reading through some of your points, and we'll make sure we list them you know, because we're not going to get to all of them today. But don't be afraid to reach out for help of anything. Don't think, oh, this is minor, you know, or be embarrassed. Like, that drives me crazy, you know? I don't like that. I like when people reach out for help for whatever it is, life coach, mentor, therapist, counselor. That, to me, is a sign of strength. 
I absolutely agree. And I think now more than ever, people really need to give themselves permission to ask for what they need. And, and it's okay to be vulnerable and it's, it's okay to need help. And like you said, it's, it takes courage to ask for help. It does. It does. To me, that's strength, man. Woohoo! All right, Shara, we're going to have to wrap up. But before we do, some people call it rapid fire. I call it fast and furious. Just want you to answer a few questions. Okay. Don't put a lot of thought into it. Whatever pops in your brain will start out easy peasy. What's your favorite color? Pink. Pink. What's your, I know the answer to this one. What's your favorite vegetable? Broccoli. What's your favorite food? Spaghetti. Spaghetti. What food do you absolutely <laughs> hate? Butter and mayonnaise. Butter. Gross. Butter and mayonnaise. Ugh. What is a show that you watch, if you watch anything, that you've watch any series on Netflix, Hulu, or anything that people may not know? People may not know? About uh, you. Oh, I watch The Simpsons every night with Andrew Botwin. Okay, she watches The Simpsons. Two okay. episodes. What is something about you? Could be a guilty pleasure, could be something you just didn't share, could be something silly that you can tell us that nobody might know about you. I love gumballs. Gumballs. Yeah, I know. See, I know she loves gumballs. But Strawberry you, and purple are my favorite colors, just if you if you wanted to know. You want to send her gumballs. <laughs> <laughs> Only double bubble, by the way. There are certain brands I don't like. I like double bubble because the pink ones actually taste like strawberry versus cherry. Mm. I like the strawberry gumballs. Okay. What? do you do to laugh? What's your favorite thing you do to laugh? Watch my kid grind on his PlayStation and listen to how he talks to people. Mm. That's, that's a good one. I mean, it may change in a month or so, but that's where I'm at right now. Okay. I like that. Watch your kid. I like the word grind. <laughs> I got that from him, by the way. And he says to me, you're not allowed to say that. I'm like, but you say it. Well, you're not using it correctly. Well, I'm using it the way you use it. <laughs> well, you could, I think you have permission to, when you're referring to what he's doing, say he says he's grinding. You know? That's what he says. You know, so that makes sense to me. Okay. In the next five years, what do you hope to accomplish? I hope to fall in love and okay. be happy in the choice that I made with the person that I'm with. Okay. All right. The next 30 days, what word would you like to embody? Since you said at the beginning, the last 30 days were feisty. You can stay with feisty or what do you want to go for in the next 30 days? Uh, relax. Relax. Don't do it. Okay. Relax. We're putting that very very big what's your favorite workout you kind of already answered it but right now it's the peloton with okay. alex one of the instructors what's your least favorite workout these days my least favorite is yoga 
I know that that's, that's sort of like against everything that I've said, but if it's too slow, I need a jam right now. I'm not no, in the mood. I get it. I need like my Savage and my, you know, my Nicki Minaj, not all that woo music. I just need the beat. Yeah, that's true. When you cruise, do you blast your music? Heck to the yeah. Yeah. Cruising. By the way, um, my son and I, we do that too. We'll go in the car. <laughs> we'll go to get takeout coffee. And now since you have time, he's like, Mom, where am I going? You know what I mean? And he puts on his eclectic music and we just drive around. And we'll come home. My husband like, where were you? <laughs> I'm just cruising, cruising. Like, it's just fun to do. Like, where are we going this time? I don't know. I'm just listening to music. You know, it's fun thing to do. So... Shari Botwin, it's been a pleasure. I really appreciate you coming on. How can they reach you? They can find me on my website, which is www.justmyname, so S-H-A-R-I-B-O-T-W-I-N.com, and all of my contact information, my email address, my phone number, links to all my social media, my book, everything's there. Oh, cool. All right. And before we go, is there anything that we didn't get in that you want to get in? That's your last and final chance. I would say it's the last thing I would want to say is if you showed up today and you were open to hearing the things that we talked about, if something that we talked about really struck you or motivated you, go with it. Don't just listen to the us talking about it, but go out there and do that thing that you felt you felt inspired by. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> it's like people that I know that watch workout videos while they're eating and they don't do them. <laughs> that like, would not be me. <laughs> that cracks me up. Like it's like I guess you know it's the same thing as me. I don't really cook, but I watch cooking shows. Like why? There you go. I'm not gonna make it. All right, my positive uh, power ladies, until next time. Oh, my God. I'm not going to say toodles yet. I was going to say toodles. I was but waiting. I never do this, Sherry. I never do it. I'm so bad. <laughs> Don't forget. Make sure you share the podcast. Like the podcast. Megan, my business manager, is going to clobber me in the head. I've been doing this for years. I don't <laughs> tell people to share. I don't tell people to rate it. I don't tell people to like it. But I'm proud of it. And I, if you really liked it and enjoyed it, please share it around and subscribe. I think I'm going to be on my, by the way, Sharon, in a few weeks, it's going to be my 100th episode. And maybe oh. once I've asked people to subscribe. <laughs> It's going to be your 100th episode. Congratulations. Is that, that horrible, amazing. though? Like, I don't no. say, please hit that button. Subscribe. I forget. Like, so. like the kids would say, please, they would, this is how the kids would say it. Smash on that like button and make oh sure my you God, comment. And, and don't forget to also review Sandy's show because reviews really help. Review. If you I, really like Sandy's podcast, don't just like it. Actually post a review and that would be awesome. But by the way, Sherry, I think people people should know that. But my friends are like, no, you have to remind us. We're busy people. Yeah, you do have to. Re- you have to feel okay about asking for what you need, right, San? And asking yeah. for what you want. I didn't even think I needed it, but I realized I need that. So there you go. And now, my positive bit power ladies, toodles. 
Thanks for listening. Be sure to share and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. And remember, keep spreading the positive.